Hello, scholars and savages. Welcome to the Savages and Scholars. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first solo Q&A questioning for the Savages and Scholars. I'm doing this as a remedial episode so that you guys can have something in between and never really have nothing, you know? This way we can all have just something to listen to. So, in lieu of the... What actually happened was uh, was we had the floodings on Thursday. And um, now the, we nobody could actually meet. So, I decided to do one of these just for us. You know, just you and me, man. It's okay. We'll get through this. I have a lot of questions that I asked... Um, I didn't ask, but other people asked me, and I did ask some of them myself. And I hope to answer and entertain you guys. Starting off with number one. Uh, What is the most effective closed guard sweep? This is in regards to jujitsu. And the most effective closed guard sweep is the one that gets you to the top. That is the most effective one. At the time, and it changes depending on where you're at, so and who your opponent is. That was a pretty easy one. I'm knocking them out of the park straight off the bat. How do you cycle out of steroids before a competition? Hmm. I don't. <laughs> I don't do steroids, at least not right now. I will in the future once I get older. I have, I've already made this choice that I have studied as much as I can about steroids and understand it really well. And then in the future, if there's nothing comparable, then I will do a version of steroids once I get too old to be able to have my stamina the same way. Because who doesn't want to be a 70-year-old with a 40-year-old stamina? I'm down for that. I know you're down for that. And you should not be against it. You should not be against somebody else doing something like that. You know what? They want to live their life. You let them live their life. I think that eventually technology will move in that direction. Well, we're probably not going to be able to extend our lives anymore. I think we're about to hit the the threshold on that. But you could probably make your life quality be the same level as if you were... 30, 40, you know, in your 70s and 80s. And that's a huge jump. That's a huge jump. Like, if, to be able to run a marathon at 70, which only a certain amount of people can do, would be kind of crazy, you know, if anybody had just had that kind of ability. So, don't cycle out of steroids because I do not do steroids before competition. Uh, I think that would just make me too nervous. So, don't do it. Unless you want to do it, in which case I say, wait till you get old and you need it. That's whenever it's the best time to do it. There's no point in doing it right now whenever you're a young buck. Wait. Okay. Um, what do you like to do on a Saturday night for fun? So this is actually an interesting question because I think I may have an answer for this. But the answer is not a normal one. I do not do anything for fun. And that's because I don't know what to do. (laughs) 
I really have no idea. And usually I'm a very busy person. I at least try to keep busy as much as I can. So I always have something to do. But it's never something fun. So um, I, that's the whole reason why I'm going to school to do this computer science thing. Because that way I can actually just try to figure it out that way. And I guess I've been figuring it out by doing homework on Saturdays. But I actually think that there's a, a better way of doing this. And I, I, I've i already put out an app called Roots. It's roots.io if you guys want to go take a look at it. Um, it's a pretty fun app. You can, you know, make your own little profile. You can, you know, just set a whole bunch of things there. Take pictures and it'll tell you where you are at roughly. It, it was our first app between me and my brother Alvaro. And um, the idea behind it is being able to to have adventures, to share adventures and look at what other adventures somebody else has done. Because everybody at least has one thing that they know that somebody else doesn't know that's kind of cool. So we just kind of want to share that. Uh, we're making a new version of that. It's called The Muse. And, you know, just keep updates for that. I can see it. I'm visualizing it in my mind. That's the whole reason why I started this journey of school so that I can actually have the ability to make these dreams come true, which usually come on Saturday nights whenever I'm really sad and alone and bored. So that's what I do on a Saturday night. I just mainly right now do homework. Hmm, what is that thing your mom cooks that you would kill for? So... I, I'm i not saying that this is the best way of living life, but I tend to be pretty strict with myself with what I eat in general. Um, I, I just like it better. I, I, like, I like to eat salads. I like to eat meat and salad, and I like to keep it simple. Uh, for the last couple of months, every Monday, Wednesday, and uh, Friday, I have eaten the same salad. Uh, which is a chicken salad with with you know that I've mixed in at work. They have a cafeteria um, there. Um, what would I kill for? Um, I really enjoy my mom's fried chicken. That is unlike any other chicken I have tasted before. And I know, I know that people are like, oh, no, you just wait until you have my mom's blah, 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 blah. Or, nope, that's not the best. The best one is this one. Or have you had pizza from Chicago? You know, any of those things. Those are all real, just, you know, elitist things to say. I, myself, do not consider that to be all that great, except for my mom. My mom actually is pretty good at cooking. <laughs> I'm joking. I was just being uh, facetious. Uh, in reality, I do like... I like everything I, that my mom makes. She's pretty good at cooking. Um, I usually break my my discipline. Or actually, I just take a break. And I've been getting better at this. Um, I, I, I take a break from... Whatever it is that I'm eating at the time, you know, whatever diet it is I have at the time to get the fried chicken, get the pastelitos, which is like a a form of Honduran. What is the I don't even know what the what the American version of this would be. 
but it's just kind of like a, it's like a, a burrito, a chalupa. It's a pastelito, right? So it's just this this corn-based thing that's filled with meats, and that's great. I love those. But the best thing, the thing that I will never say no to is pupusas. And pupusas is, you know, a Hindurian dish. I know that people say that that's Salvadorian, but they can fight me. I do not think it's, <laughs> I do not think it's a Salvadorian thing. But if it is, thank you, Salvadorians. You guys did a good job, and the Hondurans made it better. Just like how Americans do with almost anything on TV. Hmm. Oh, I like this one. If a frog smoked a gecko, would he have apple or orange juice for Christmas? Please elaborate. I do like the fact that they wrote, please elaborate. Because <laughs> they thought I wouldn't. But I will. And let's break this down, all right? Let's break it down from every sentence possible. If a frog smoked a gecko. All right. I have a couple of questions for this question right here. How big is the frog and how big is the gecko? Uh, that would be my number one question. Um, I would say it is a gecko... I, and I'm I'm assuming that I'm talking about an actual gecko. Like, I don't know how many gecko units a frog can smoke before it would do it any harm or if it didn't. And now, it could be that, like, the frog is straight up just destroying the gecko. Like, like he smoked them on chess or, like, they were fighting and then the frog just straight up pinned them, like, five times. Uh, what kind of apple juice would that frog have? Um, I don't know what which one he would have, but I am assuming that it would taste like victory. Hmm. What do I think of Pablo Silva? Um, well, Pablo Silva is probably one of my oldest friends as of right now. Uh, he he has helped me out a lot. I'm always grateful to have had him you know, to have helped him open up the school and those times that I was just training, uh, just solely training and just doing the business. I thought it was good. I thought I thought that all up until that point, I thought that my life was a little bit more f- fragile. Um, I, I thought that I had no control over certain things and that really frustrated me. Like... I, I specifically remember a lot of times where, like, I would just make, you know, like, deals. I would make deals with life where I would just, like, please, life, can I just have this? I'll give up this, you know, and it's something that I would consider that life would be willing to take from me so that I could have the equivalent in the form of the of the wish that I've asked. Um you know, kind of like selling your soul to the devil. Uh, you don't know how many times I would have, I would have attempted to sell my soul to anything that would have gained whatever it is that I wanted to at that time. Um, I remember mentioning something similar to that to Pablo once. And this is how I knew that, like, that I had a good, like, that that we had probably one of the better bonds that I felt 
that I ever had before was whenever I mentioned it to Pablo, Pablo was just like, stop being a little bitch. You know, if you want something, you have to work for it. You're not going to wait for life to give it to you. And obviously, <laughs> I knew that that was the truth. But, you know, coming straight from someone who who obviously puts in the work every day, I, I think it's I think it, it made an impact on me. It made an impact on me to be more disciplined, to try to to try to do the things that I said I was going to do and, and don't stop. Uh, I tend to hate quitting on things unless, you know, I need to like re like strategize, reevaluate. And I think a lot of that comes from the discipline that I learned while being, you know, under Pablo and just being his friend for so long. It's kind of permeated through. And now I hope to give this to other people as well. So I always try to be as disciplined as possible. I always try to be as good as I can in whatever it is that I'm doing. Not just because other people are watching, but because it's the right thing to do. You know, you give everything your best and, you know, hope for the you know best as well. Okay. Um, why can black people say the N word, but not anyone else? Uh, you know who asked this question and you know that this question is a landmine. All right. I'm going to answer it. But I do not want to get misconstrued. I'm strictly trying to think why, from someone from the outside, how would we be able to get in the space and understand why is that this is possible? I think that the reason why black people can say the N-word, but no one else can, is because it is a power that they're taking back. Now, whenever I say that, I mean it in the sense of you know, people were saying it to them derogatorily when the people still do. But what they did is that they made a good old switcheroo. Um, they grabbed it and now they wear it as a badge of honor. They used it, they incorporated it into the culture, and now it would no longer be something that people can hurt you with since this is the thing that you have accepted in. Now, I there's no actual examples of this uh, that, that I've seen as clearly as, you know, black people being able to say the N-word and no one else has other than other copies of this. But there is a scene in a movie, actually not a movie, a show, Game of Thrones, that... Um, that this something similar to this came up and it was uh, Jon Snow and uh, Peter Dinklage I don't know what his character's name is but he he's he's like a short dwarf guy and then Jon Snow is a he's he's the bastard son of a of a king so you know the somebody insults the bastard son by calling him says that you know and uh, as soon as that happens, uh, he gets all angry and stuff. And, you know, Peter Dinklage is just like, hey, man, calm down, bro. Look, the only way that people can't hurt you with this is if you wear it as a badge. Just don't be don't do not let anybody hurt you with a thing that, you know, you know, that they want to hurt you. 
So how can they hurt you if you do it yourself? It's no longer a hurt. It's now something that you have taken control over. And I think that that's what's happening in that situation. So I think that that's why black people can say the N-word. Because they they will now allow themselves this 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 power and no one can have that power over them they're the one who has the most power over anybody else in this situation and i think it's a good thing i think uh i don't like the a whole bunch of other people just try to say hey that's the n-word for this so they that's the end for that there's only one n-word <laughs> and we all know what it is so that's why black people can say it um do aliens exist? Yes. What is life? Uh, I knew that this question was eventually going to come up because whenever you ask anybody to ask you questions, they always just try to stump you. You're like, well, here's the hardest question ever. And in reality, I don't think this is all that hard. Uh, I think that life is some sort of organism that's just trying to find something out. Yeah, and I mean it. I really do think that life is some kind of thing that, you know, reproduces by making more of itself and way in a whole bunch of different ways. I mean, as humans do it, we create more life. And but the thing is just like it's not just humans that are alive. So is like ants, frogs, geckos and all of those things are alive trees are alive and all of those have they all have one thing in common is that they have the livingness in them so i'm just assuming that this livingness thing that connects every single living thing is probably alive yeah and i know it sounds very metaphysical to think about like this 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 characteristic in every single being that moves or every single being that 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 is some way construed itself to not being in non-existence to be alive and that aliveness to be a thing but i think it is and i think that aliveness is trying to figure something out it's trying to figure either how to stay alive which is what it looks like to me or it's trying to come upon the next stage of itself which if humans have any indication of the complexity as things get more complex we're probably the most complex thing that's live at the moment then that thing would be artificial intelligence which would be infinitely more complex than the human um however way that we make it so i think that the life is a being and that being is trying to figure something out and i promise this is not some like high thoughts this is just something that i really think about on a regular basis i do think that life is alive and uh i just don't think that we can see it because it's very uh, it's like it's like 4D, right? It's a four-dimensional being that you know spans across time. So, uh, favorite Masters two super heavyweight I have ever trained with. Ooh, 
That's a good question. And I know who asked it. And I'm not going to say who it is. But you know who you are. You know who you are. Um, best childhood memories. So, uh, in terms of childhood memories, I have had a few that I, in particular, remember the most. Um, I guess in in order of like I I don't know if it would be best or worst. But uh, for some time when I was a kid, I had to live in the Dominican Republic, and I I was literally I literally integrated. Um, I was one of those aki kids, <laughs> you know, me kicking the soccer ball with my with my uh, buckled shoes. You know what I'm talking about? Those black shoes which have a little buckle on them. You know, I can't call them like Quaker shoes. Well, yeah, I I I was one of those kids, and um, because I played with them, and I, you know, one of the things I used to do a lot, I used to go around begging for money with other kids, to tourist. Being a tourist myself, <laughs> you know, like in the Dominican Republic, I would beg with other kids, and we would just try to get dollars, you know, from the tourist. And they would give us that money, and uh, we would go spend it on uh, me in particular. When I was a kid, I had an obsession with Vienna sausages. Uh, that was my main thing. I would buy things with. Uh, that so like I I always begged a lot. Another crazy memory for me was uh, whenever I came online. At least that's what I call it. Um, I. I remember like flashes and things and you know good old like snippets of of memories all over my entire first 4 years it's just snippets it's just this happened that happened this happened and all of it was just a whole bunch of little things that would just come up that that I had no real connection between the next one. But everything slowed down on my fifth year. I remember specifically being my my birthday and people and I was holding my little cake and people were you know saying happy birthday to me all around me and that's whenever I felt that I came online. I was just like, Whoa what is life? What is going on? Like, it really was that, like, shocking. Like, it it shocked me so hard. And then everything slowed down from that point on. From my first exact birthday on, I, everything just felt super slow. Like, all of my life, all up until then, had been, like, flashes. You know, flash, I was one year. Flash, I was one year and a half, you know, and I was flash. Now I'm like inside of the pool and now somebody has to go pick me up because I'm almost drowning. Flash, you know, and now I'm doing playing with some dogs. Flash. And it just was like that all the way until my fifth year on my fifth birthday. I specifically remember just being like, whoa, got to slow down a bit. And life slowed down completely. Then every day was an actual day. And that's what happened from there on. (laughs) 
I call it I call it uh, getting online, but who knows what it was? Um, my answer one more question, one more question out of these guys. Okay, let's answer with a hard one. Blunts or joints? Now I did say that I was gonna answer every question that I was given. And I'm not shying away from any question. Uh, in terms of this question, uh, the person is assuming that I smoke or that I do um, drugs like they do. And the answer is no. I don't. And I do not have anything against it. I do not. I will say that I do do drugs. And I do have a relationship with them in a better way than I then I would assume, uh, shamanically is what I would say. I, I would say, I, I don't even like the word drug because it has a bad connotation. At no point does somebody say drug and they think something good. But it is because of drugs that, I, like, I've, got, that I've gotten my biggest breakthroughs because of you know, psychedelics in general. Uh, they're, 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 they're the bigger ones. I don't recommend people doing them all the time. But I do think that not doing them is kind of missing out on something. It, it's not something that you have to do. Like Aldous Huxley would say, uh, psychedelic drugs are gratuitous grace. You know, it's not something that you have to do. But to do it gives you a little bit of something. And to, for me, what it was, it, it gave me a different perspective. Um... I remember that at the time, when whenever I first did my first psychedelic trip, it was uh, I I did not know what to do. I I just I just knew that I had heard that there that, that there was something that I could get out of this, right? So I just went to pimp it out. I wanted to pimp out drugs at that time, and I I remember, you know, taking a psychedelic and then being like, all right, make me rich. Let me see. Let me see some kind of crazy idea that no one else has ever come up with, and that way I can implement that in life, and then just use that. So I wanted to pimp it out, <laughs> but it turns out that that's not what happened. Uh, my as soon as I did it, my life straight up was shown in front of me, and it was it's a it's like a really. It's, it's a story for another time, but I will explain a little bit of it right now. Uh, at the time, it, it was it was very shocking to me that like I thought that I needed help with with an idea. I thought that I needed help with you know just something for me to be able to get back on my feet. But in reality, what was happening is that uh, I needed help with my spirituality, like. And I know that I say spirituality knowing that people are going to be like, yuck. Or, I mean, some people at least. But I, I mean spirituality in terms of my connectness with myself, my body, and who I am in this time and space. And at the time, you know, I, I was just, I, I, was, I just wanted to go, go, go. I was just following this this wave that had t- that had started who knows how many years before then? Who knows what decisions have made me go out all up onto that point? But 
at, at that point, that's whenever like the wave just completely broke and simmered down. And I was like, what? What have I been doing all this time? And I had a lot of realizations, uh, some of them very deep, some of them not as deep, some of them kind of deep, but they were only deep for me. Uh, one of the big ones uh, being like, I could do anything. It was uh, it was one of the bigger realizations that I had um, other than the spirituality thing, which, you know, kind of combines both of those. Um, it was just a weird situation where I was... I realized that I could just get up and leave and never come back again. And so can you. So can any other person. Is They're not tied to anything. There's no actual ties. Doesn't matter like what kind of ties you want to put in on yourself. None of those ties are real. They're cultural ties. Now, you know, there are obviously cultural ties because some of them are good. You do not want to leave your kids. Because you're going to mess up their life. You don't want to leave your wife in a, if you guys are having a good sense. But if you do, let's just say that you did. And then now you no longer feel that. There's no real reason for you to suffer through. You're both people just trying to live through it. And, you know, you will. You, you will. you would both of them live. Both of you guys live through. And you might have a better experience later on. If you decide that you don't want to deal with, with with just suffering, and it was something that I that I had no idea before, like I was just riding this wave, and I just kept on riding the wave, and I had no idea where the wave was going, and I had no idea how the wave had even started or when did I get on. So um, when I do psychedelics, I I, I try to. I try to be very mindful of what I'm trying to do. I try to be very mindful of 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 when to do it. Um I there's obviously personalities that should not do drugs. There's you know, you should not do drugs if you're if you're good at getting addicted to things. You should not do drugs if you're kind of young, you know. You should probably see who you are first before you start messing with you know your your chemicals you know let your chemicals kind of balance out and then you can do that but i do recommend that at some point at some point somebody or anybody will just you know research just research and put in some work to see what exactly is that those that that side of the world has to offer as you can see now there's a you know we're having a big shift between between smoking uh, weed and and or cannabis, as I like to call it, because it sounds cooler and less bad. <laughs> and smoking cannabis and those that don't smoke cannabis, and we have a lot of old people, like not old people, but like old generation, right? Thoughts, like the old generation thought is that it's bad, and you know that thought wasn't actually around for very long. Like that wasn't a thing in the eighteen hundreds. In the 1800s, you know, or, or like, let's just say, you know, there's famous people that we have no idea that smoked, you know, like Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, uh, you know, Thomas Jefferson. All those characters all have, you know, they, they have had contact with this plant. And it, it's just things that we don't really pay attention to. Like We kind of forgot 
you know, there's a there's like a really big uh, conspiracy that happened that's actually real, um, which you know demonizing drugs in particular uh, cannabis at the time. I think it was like the 1920s. Another story for another time. But I do not smoke blunts and I do not like joints. Uh, but I do do the occasional recovery psychedelic where I'm more like, all right, let me just get back in focus. And it's good. Um, I I do uh, smoke cannabis every so often just to make sure, you know, it kind of keeps me in line. A lot of people say that doing drugs makes you um, lazy. It has never done that with me. It has always shown me the worst parts of myself. And those are the parts that I want to know. Those are the parts that I want to attack. Um, Those are the parts that I I want to see and fix if I can. You know, stop riding the wave and see if it actually makes sense to be on this wave. Okay, that was was a long answer for that question. And I guess I will... You know what? I'm going to do one more because that question was really long and and uh, <laughs> and it was about one of my favorite topics so i don't think it was fair okay here's this question um let me take a look and look for you know what i'm going to go back to the aliens exist i think yes <laughs> and They might not exist within our time dimension, which sounds kind of crazy. But, I mean, if we're here, what are the odds that something else is not here? It just seems too bad. It just seems too too much of a coincidence that, that there would just be this one planet that has it. That no other planet has these type of lives. And they do have microorganisms in other places. But nothing like complex life, I think, is what they're looking for. Usually, that's what the main thing. But you, did you know that Targaris, the 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 weird-looking worm thing, they can live in space. Mushrooms can live in space. Uh, mushroom spores. And a lot of people say the mushroom spores is the reason why we got here. <laughs> so, what is life? You already know. Do aliens exist? You already know. How do you cycle out of steroids? You already know. What do I like to do on Saturday night? Now you know. And all these other questions, now you know. <laughs> if you have any more questions, we will ask of these from every savage and see what you guys think. You know, we'll have all the other hosts uh, answer these type of questions. And it'll be fun. We'll just sprinkle them in anytime that we are not able to do one of the one of the big episodes. But just want to give you a small some some. You know what I mean? Just small some some. Hopefully you guys enjoy this. If you do not, please give me some feedback. Also, please rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever the rating things are. Because uh as soon as people start rating us, we start getting a lot more traffic. And we want to spread the word. Spread the word of the savage and the scholar around the globe. I want to see it. I want to see it in big sign.
the Savage and Scholars Worldwide Tour. I'm making it happen. All right? Let's make it happen, guys. Thank you. And have a good day.